0: My name is Bond. James Bond. Yes, of course. Burl (laughs) Bearer. I've known a few writers who were rogues and vagabonds. And I'm Roger Moore. I didn't supply the microphone. Ah, here we go. Better late than never. We've been doing this show for 13 years and we haven't improved it a bit. (laughs) I'm Burl Bearer, that's Mark C.T. Boyer. Welcome to True Crime Uncensored at atlaloradiolive.com and on iTunes and Spotify and all the other places. Stephen Singular and Joy Singular, the singular duality. How do we have that? (laughs) (laughs) That's almost impossible. Sounds like 0 Hey, Stephen, how you doing? Good, pretty good. How are you doing? Well, fine. I always believe in following my dreams, and I've had two big dreams. Well, three, if we don't count the one about my school teacher. But... The uh, the one I do have is, I always wanted to be a child star and I'm not giving up on that. And the other is I wanted to be a cult leader. I wanted to have a following of simpering single fans that would do whatever I wanted.
1: So You're a good yeah. There's a lot
2: of them, and a lot of people have fallen into it. Read the book and get the tips on how to do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: how, how to be your own cult leader? Yeah, how by to be your own
2: cult leader?
0: Yes. <laughs> that sounds like a great <laughs> idea. You'll make more money with that than you will <laughs> calling it killer cults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How to rule over a bunch of really gullible people? Yep. Now you you do have a new book, right? In titled yes. Killer Cults, which is quite a subject of fascination, is. It's like, what's his name? The guy from Fleetwood Mac went for a walk on Hollywood Boulevard and never came back. He joined uh, the Children of God or the...
1: Really? We oh, didn't know that. Yeah, I,
0: yeah I, I
2: did hear something about
0: that. Which, yeah. which,
1: which member of Fleetwood Mac did that happen to? It, was, it wasn't It was
2: one of the primary people, I don't think. Well, there it was at the, was the, the early
0: early time. Program. It was at the time. It was the guy who came in after Peter Green.
2: Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. In a yeah. real he short fellow. Children of God? Wow. Children of God is one of the worst ones that we profiled. Well, and Joaquin Phoenix and, and his brother were in that, River Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, they were thrust into that
1: for a while when they were very young. I I
2: think Rose McGowan also. Wow.
0: How about Arnold Palmer? He was in some golf cult. (laughs) Golf cult? (laughs) Yes. It's similar (laughs) to a golf cart, but it sees more people. (laughs) I've I've always wondered about this because it's really strange. I mean, I'm a big uh, fan of or student of Re- the world's revealed religions. I've been studying that for about 50 years. I could talk Zoroastrianism. <laughs> I can talk any number of strange things. But when it gets to these, I go, whoa, <laughs>
2: it's
0: a little bit off the chart for me. You guys have studied this, or you guys and gals have studied it. Some people object kept using guys when there are females involved.
1: Well, go ahead. It doesn't bother me.
0: Oh. Okay, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You're too cute to be a crime writer.
1: <laughs> you know, after all we've seen and hear, heard and written about, yeah, I'm inured to anything like that. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, well, we, we were just, uh, Mike Boyd and I were discussing this on the, the way back from the supermarket where we were buying <clears throat> all our treats. Yeah. Is that it's not so much the details of who these people were and what the group was called and why they all killed themselves or something. But what is it that gets people into these? I mean, there's plenty of absurd things that are well-established without having to find another one.
2: Well, one of the things that figured heavily into the book is that, you know, was the arrival of, of the year 2000. I mean, if we all remember Y2K, you know, there was a lot of panic around that. You know, the computers were going to crash. The society was going to fall apart. I made all a huge of that. Amount But in the money. two or three or four decades leading up to the new millennium, there were we, we wrote about a number of cults where, uh, you know, this came into play. You know, the world is going to end at that time based on prophecy and and that sort of thing. So that was an added ingredient. I mean, you have religion, you have basically people coming to these organizations lacking an identity, lacking a strong sense of self, wanting somebody to answer sort of life's mysteries and questions for them so they don't really have to think. And then they isolate them, they cut them off from their family, they use sexual manipulation, they take away their resources, they throw in religion, and then you throw in the fear of, you know, the world's going to end, you know, pretty soon now. Yeah. And that's a yeah, pretty man. toxic mix for people who aren't, you know, don't have that strong sense of self.
1: Yeah, well, and also I have to add that many people are born into cults, yeah. so they don't have any other frame of reference than what's fed to them from an early age, you know, so, you know like what the, Je- the Warren Jeffs, um, F.L.D.S., Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints, that we had written another book on, right. we found that to be true in that particular, you know, offshoot of Mormonism. They, a lot of those kids are just born into that. They, they're indoctrinated from a very young age. And only the rebels, eventually, the people that... And there's always those people that resist and push back. There's always a few of those people in, in these larger groups. And that's what happened. They used that fear of the end times and um, warned Jeff's father, Rulon Jeffs, you know, said, "Oh, on this date, I'm, we're going to all ascend into heaven," and then it, it just never happened. And but they, what always, right. what I was surprised about is that the people still kept believing even after they didn't happen. Yeah, it was like, "Oh, got that date wrong," you know.
2: It was June twelfth, nineteen ninety nine, at noon. Well, they and had the, the date wrong because it was, tw- bottles, it was May it was May twenty third, eighteen
0: forty four. I know that for a fact. Now, this a lot of this could have been avoided if people were merely educated to a certain degree. For example, the phrase "end of the world," etc that shows up in like uh uh Christian Bibles and such, yeah. the actual root word is not one that has to do with any physicality. it's the one that means "end of a period of time an era mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with physical world. No, but if people very... knew that, they yeah. wouldn't swallow this crap.
1: Yeah, but what's interesting about that is that it wasn't just uneducated people that we profiled in this 19, antholo- 19 different anthologies in this book. It's also educated people like the Sullivanians in New York City. They they were very well-educated people. I think um, even Judy Collins was part of that for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they surfaced in the 60s and
2: 70s and are basically based around psychoanalysts, you know, a number of them, but... What often happens in these cases, really time and again, is that somebody, you know, starts with altruistic ideas. You know, we're going to improve the world. We're going to make people better. And then they just become power crazed. And then they just they assume they create dictatorships, uh, just like often follows revolutions. And then it just descends. But in the process, they they're very good at getting other people to commit crimes. And other people who would never commit crimes. And
1: other people to fund them, you know, wealthy people to donate money, as in the case of the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh up in uh, Oregon. Oh yes. And you know, and what was the other? Oh, the Nexium. You yeah. know, they yeah. had that uh, Claire Bronf- Bronfman, who was with a Seagram's heir, and she was funding them with just m- millions of dollars, Million I believe. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. What was the payoff for her, I wonder? Tax write-off?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it was, It was again, it was joining something larger than yourself. Having somebody tell you, you know, how to think, how to act, how to feel. I mean, these are relatively sophisticated people. And there's, you know, there's just that, that emptiness of not doing those things for yourself. I mean, the whole book is about giving away your personal power. You know, to somebody who appears to have the answers. I mean, Keith Renier, who was leading Nexium, you know, was branding these women, literally Ow. putting his brand on their bodies and doing all kinds of sexual stuff.
0: Well, that sounds like, like fun, but choices. you can't—you can't—120
1: years. You can't do that a long
0: time. I mean, sooner or later, someone's going to yell "ouch" real loud. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, but that's essentially what happens. Somebody breaks away. You know, starts to talk to the media, they start to investigate, or criminal behavior is committed, and then the police come in. I mean, that's usually what kind of the cycle of events, you know. They, the leader gets people to commit crimes, and that eventually leads to the downfall.
0: Well, it certainly is an unpleasant situation, because people wind up quite often dying uh, under these uh, bizarre concepts, or taking their lives in mass, like with Jim Jones. Yep. and uh, or, or, the,
1: or the one in um, Southern California, the uh, Golden, what was it, the, the Golden Gate or the heaven, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's, heaven's, gate. Gate. heaven's yeah. gate, yeah. yeah. They all had
3: to wear the correct tennis shoes.
0: You have to wear yes, the correct tennis exactly. shoes.
3: They had to the, wear the, the Nike. Ten... You're
0: right. Boy, I bet Nike was thrilled about that association. <laughs> Talk about product placement.
3: I
2: think they were And they all had $5 bills. In their pockets for the transition. You know,
1: they were going to follow that asteroid. Or- no, it was the Hale-Bopp comet. Oh, that's right. The
0: comet. K- there was Kahoot a UFO. Oh, so They thought
1: there was a spaceship behind, hiding behind well, the right. Hale-Bopp comet.
0: Right. Yeah. It makes sense to me.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, there's got to be something. Well, now, here's. there's so many of these. We see them in any country. Yeah. We see them in times of stress and turmoil, which is always.
3: Uh-huh.
0: We see them in politics. The question is that I have in your research, the people who run these things, you know, the authoritarian, totalitarian leaders of these uh, cult groups, do they know what they're doing? I mean, do they have they studied this and go, I know how to do this? I mean, they're like L. Ron Hubbard who goes, I know if we could just combine science fiction and religion, we could make a lot of money. <laughs> and he that's, did.
1: That's a very good question.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, they, you know, like David Berg, Children of God, he realized in the 60s, you know, that young people were starting to rebel. They love music, you know, so he opens a coffee house, so he brings in musicians, so. The young people start to be attracted there, and then he just feeds them the propaganda, you know, which is really pretty serious propaganda, which is that you can have sex with absolutely anybody, meaning like a that. three-year-old child or a five-year-old child. Oh, I don't child, like that. No. Yeah. You know, or whoever, whoever you choose to. That God just wants you to. To have sex, not even to procreate.
1: Well, and Charles Manson did the same thing. I mean, he recognized this weakness in in some of these young people that were looking for something, usually a family. (laughs) Like they didn't have a good family home, or, you know, they were just looking for something, and and he offered them drugs and started spouting off all this, you know, nonsense about his theological views. And and it's just such an interesting um, combination of charisma and the ability to dis- 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 disarm people and the ability to psychologically profile people. And we noticed a lot of similarities and parallels between some of the serial killers that we've written about and their ability to entrance people and, and convince them and con them.
2: I think Manson read, if I'm correct here, you know, Dale Carnegie's... You know, how we, how the, to win how
0: friends and influence know, people and get them to do whatever you whatever want. Right, yeah. right. I read that yep. book.
3: <laughs> yeah, but there wasn't there wasn't an evil overtone or
1: intent. No, there wasn't. No, no. no, not at all. I like that book. I remember reading it in the maybe in the seventies or yeah. something. Yeah, it's there was a good a, book. There was a yeah. study
3: done in the uh, late the sixties where a uh, professor took a group of people, a large group, and then fed them complete and utter nonsense as a group, that was supposed to be fact. And then took each person individually and showed them that that information was completely false, and seventy-five percent went with the group, stayed
0: with it, even though they were shown. Even it with though this. it was, it was clear that yeah.
3: what they were told was nonsense, and this is the mm-hmm. facts.
0: So, well, people don't people want to be right, even if they're dead right.
3: Well, <clears throat> there, yeah, people true. have people have an inherent need. It's humanity has an inherent need to belong. Yes, to what? To belong. belong. Absolutely. And uh, some people. There is a large number of people uh, within the population that will choose belonging over logic.
0: Yeah, there could be a group dedicated to a lack of logic, which I think we've seen in this country already.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, it's not again. As Joyce said, (laughs) the issue is not intelligence; the issue is emotion. Yeah, You know, and emotion, you know, that's much more the hook than how smart you are or what your IQ is. Some of these leaders had quite high IQs and some of the followers did, too.
0: But I'm always fascinated with the leaders. I mean, because they must know what they're doing. They must be laughing all the way to the bank until they're arrested or dead.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, that's really true of Rajneesh. I mean, like he starts out as a you know a guru, a guru in India, and they eventually kind of bust him out, and then to recreate his community up there, and he ends up owning you know a hundred World's Royces, a watch worth something like a million dollars. Million dollars. I mean, he was clearly just. In it for the money,
1: but he also had a woman as his head henchman, yep. henchwoman that was helping to you know control the group. She was just as bad as he was, and yeah. she's and she's living scot free in uh, Switzerland now. Yeah.
0: Well, don't they all? Yeah. Uh,
3: there's there's yeah. another piece to the puzzle. with uh, Mark, Mark of, Boyer
0: is pontificating here. Yes, outside of know, outside
3: of the, outside of the uh, leader, but it's the tacit authorization of the belonging that comes with it. I mean, yeah. uh, an extreme example would be Nazi, the Nazism and Hitler. Um, the belonging uh, to the Third Reich and to his leadership provided tacit authorization to those around him to commit horrible atrocities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter whether it's an entire country or if it's a small group. Um, the leader empowers those that follow to do for him. And the authorization to do so comes from that power.
0: You'd think that if you had that kind of clout, right? I mean, look at these people. They knew they had that power, that charisma. They could put together the whole dog and pony show. And yet they made a conscious decision to do a bunch of crap with it instead of doing good stuff with it. Well, at least with Jim Jones, he started off doing good stuff and then went, right? That's shooting shoot speed it's, all the time. It's
2: an evolutionary process. I mean, that they, that's the interesting part of it, because he did. He was very, you know, sort of ahead of things on racism and trying to do, you know, the right things there and in, you know, helping poor people and all of that. That's where he started. But the power just comes in and just absolutely corrupts.
0: Well, I remember and, with him, uh, with, uh, he went to visit Father Divine.
2: Yes, Yes. Yeah.
0: And uh, he asked, but Father Divine, I got a couple of problems. <laughs> when I, I don't have enough money. And Father Divine says, ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. And then he also says, I got this other thing. Is I got both male and female members of my congregation want to have sex with me. What do I do about that? you must meet the needs of your congregation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that flat tone to influence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a very effective tool also, talking in that droning
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm reminded of uh, Doug Stanhope's comedy routine about uh, <laughs> where he's picking on everybody. He says, "You know, the Pope who used to be a Nazi he says I'd be more concerned to say that Nazi used to be a Pope." <laughs> 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 this is where you look at the history. One lasted ten years. One has lasted several centuries, and the record, you know, pretty kind of match up. So you got to be careful. Um,
1: you have to think for yourself. That's the, that's the a critical thinker. You have to question. You can't just blindly follow people just because they're telling you something. I mean, that's really the, what we came to the conclusion of after writing about this. Yeah. But a lot of people don't have that emotional intelligence. You know, like Steve said, it's not just intellectual. It's emotional intelligence. that's lacking. <clears throat>
3: yeah. I see parallels in uh, battered woman syndrome. That they're uh, they're just not capable. Well, you of have walking away.
0: Well, because it's dangerous. Besides, you know why they have shelters for battered women? Because they just won't listen. That's a horrible joke.
2: You need you need yeah. a snare drum in that. Yeah, yeah. I do. That's That's what what
0: I, a, you know about the shelter for lightly battered women, Tempura House?
2: Lightly, <laughs> you need a snare drum for <laughs> that. The jokes are- Coming yeah. in when the jokes are finished.
0: Yeah, I need that for sure. <coughs>
2: that one yeah. shot would really
0: help. Yeah, <laughs> my program is totally would. <laughs>
3: it's it, it seems to me, Burl, that that not that not all of these individuals that run these cults um, are charlatans for the mere prospect of making money and running a cult. That at the core. The beliefs that they're espousing are essentially theirs, and they believe them.
0: Have well, you found that to be true? Do these people spouted this stuff, believe it? Did, uh, uh you know, what's his name, uh, David Berg, or whatever he was, whatever well, his
1: some of. I, I don't think they're all alike. I, not all culture created the same. I, I think David Koresh yeah. of the Branch Davidians, he definitely believed yeah. what he was espousing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's very uh-huh. true. And I think, I mean, we also wrote about, you know what was in my first book, which was the murder of Allenberg here, yeah. talked to death yeah. in Denver, and that was the order that who committed 240 crimes in the mid 80s. I mean, that they definitely believed in what they were doing. I mean, they were deluded and they were fundamentally dangerous, but their ideas around race and ethnicity. You know they were willing to die for them.
1: And then we saw some parallels between. Okay, first you have the you know the the, the conflagration at Waco, which inspired uh, Tim Timothy McGrann. Timothy McBay yeah. to then blow up the Oklahoma you know federal building. And a lot of these people all believed in that b- book called the Turner Diaries.
0: Boy, I wish I would have yeah. written that book. I bet the royalties on that are incredible.
1: Yeah, um, no it's, kidding.
2: It's still going on. Yeah, too. it's mm-hmm. still very popular. Mm-hmm. So yes, I mean, in some cases, I pe- they actually do have real convictions, and and most of them end up dead because of that. In other cases, it's, it's just it's fraudulent. I mean, like David Berg, I think he just wanted to have a good time. Yeah, I don't think there was anything based upon that. But um, so, it, like Joyce said, each one is unique.
0: I always find it fascinating on where these belief systems how they evolve or derive. Uh, I always found Christianity fascinating is that after about 200 years, it became a crowdsourced religion. You would vote on what you bond to believe in. And that would cause incredible problems because people who were not heretics one year, you have a new meeting and a new vote, and the belief system changes.
1: You mean, are you talking about like the the uh, councils of Constantinople yeah, and councils the,
0: of Trent? Right, where they, yeah. change, they change what they believe by vote.
1: Well, no, that's true, because back then, before those councils, they believed—early Christians believed in reincarnation. Um, There was an early Christian by the name of Origen who had—they had that belief out there. But then after they voted and maybe after they figured out that they couldn't control people if they believed, you know, that they could come back and reincarnate and have different incarnations— that it would, might be a better way, an easier way to control people by fear and saying, well, you know, you're going to go to hell or you're going to go to purgatory or you're going to go to limbo. And those are the only three choices, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Or Wainsburg, Washington. You, yeah.
1: How many times do you think the Bible's
2: been rewritten? Uh,
0: well, I do know, from my research, that the most popular phrase of the Bible, for God so loved the world, da-da-da-da-da, that's not in the Gutenberg. You, you won't find that in any early editions.
2: Well, yeah, I mean you won't find a lot of things that were originally there that were just that were taken out over the centuries. What was
3: was it the Reformation or I mean, to create
2: power the, over people? Yeah.
3: Was it the Reformation or the Cataclysm where they were the cate- they went, cataclysm or catechism? <laughs> where they went through the they went through the books and they threw stuff out. They well, chose what to put in.
0: Yeah, well they did several of those little councils. They get together and well the the big one, the one that was really problematic and I had written about this at one time. And, it's in one of my books somewhere, I think, or a screenplay, was the Byzantine Empire, where the head of the Byzantine Empire was also head of the church, and was supposed to bring the different factions together, and you had one group with the monophysites, who believed that Jesus had one nature, and then you had the polyphysites, who believed he had two natures, and among those were the extremists who believed that he didn't even walk on earth, he kind of floated uh, uh-huh. and the uh, monophysites were a-okay groovy until they took a new vote <laughs> and it reversed itself and all of a sudden the monophysites were heretics they weren't the day before but they are now and that caused all sorts of problems they were persecuting the jews they had a, a, a policy of a 100 year and we won't have any jews left because they're either going to be forced to convert or they're going to be killed. And then their pals, who were also under a lot of pressure, they monophysized, who so used to be okay, but now they're heretics, we're going to kill them too. So, I mean, it just, it makes you crazy. you know. I'm- right.
2: Well, the idea of cults, Joyce wrote the introduction to the book, and the idea of cults, of course, is anything but new. I mean, she chronicles this back thousands of years, you know, sort of where it began, at least in the history we know about, and, well, yeah, you know, Egyptian,
1: in, in the Greek, in the Middle Ages, I, and then the early 1900s, you know, right. Madame Blavatsky, um, you know, spiritualism. It just has sort of, you know, moved along with society as we've gotten. But in some ways, we haven't changed at all, you know.
2: Right. That, yeah, that's, that's true. And again, you throw in this new millennium thing, and it, was, it gave people real leverage to say... Yeah. You know, you better be very afraid
0: of this event. Yeah, so, be afraid, be very afraid. Right. Yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah. In this era, no one can hear you scream. No,
3: so that was <laughs> a tagline for uh, alien. A movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which was a remake of uh, of Marshall Thompson's "It: The Terror from Beyond Space."
0: It: The Terror from Beyond Space. I don't know Would what is beyond. Bring... What is beyond space? <laughs> That's that an entirely new concept.
3: Yeah, well, you know, they go to Mars, there's a monster. And, oh, you know, yeah. Eats
0: That's them. always a problem. Those Martians are nothing but trouble. Uh,
3: <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite 50 oh. sci-fi movies.
0: He's obviously... Well, uh,
3: this is slightly off, off center here, but...
0: <laughs> so you, post
3: a lot,
2: you post a lot about the Baha'i religion. Right. I know, I know. That's not, you no. know, and that seems like a relatively benign... Belief system. Belief system, yeah. based upon what I can tell. Well,
0: there's a lot of emphasis on independent investigation. Don't believe this just because I say so.
3: Right. <laughs> we oh, no, no, we can't have that. <laughs> yeah, we can't
0: independent <laughs> investigation of truth. Don't join this if you don't believe it. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it's, this, it's that thing of empowering people. Uh, right. and for example, in Islam, there was great emphasis, even though Muhammad himself was illiterate, he placed great emphasis on uh, literacy, it was very important to learn to read and write. That uh, you know, that search for knowledge even unto China, search everywhere for knowledge. Not it was just the opposite of what we find cults doing. And of course, over a period of time, you wind up with cults within, suppose you know, in what were originally lovely, wonderful religions, uh, know, yeah. subgroups that are nuts. See,
3: poly- <laughs> Mormon polygamists.
0: Yeah, yeah. bigamy, big of me. Well, yeah. it's big of me too. <laughs> but uh yeah. how many how many of these killer cults uh did you study for this
2: book? Nineteen we had uh, We had nineteen of them, some are very well known, like you know Jim Jones or Manson, and some are very obscure, and some of the obscure ones are quite quite interesting. Um, there was one uh, a, a, I guess a male Chris Corda started the Church of Euthanasia in Boston.
1: He's a musician, and he's still alive today. Yeah,
2: he's sort of a transgender person, but his whole thing was, you know, the Earth is overpopulated, and it with climate change and everything, you should basically just, you know, save the planet, kill yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, it was that's sort of really brilliant.
2: Because he didn't really, you know, kill himself or anybody else. He should have set an example. More bizarre stories in the, in the book, and it, it was a true cult.
0: Well, I know there yeah. was there was the one I think you mentioned that was in New York. His name the is,
1: Sullivanians. Yeah. Uh, Started by a therapist, a, 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 a psychologist, fashion. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Leonard Bouchel, who we've had on the show several times, wound up with one of them one night uh, in bed. <laughs> that's a little sidelight of his biography. But uh, they were interesting people, a lot of very wealthy people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very
2: educated bad. people, very wealthy and again, started out with good intentions. Their their basic state mission statement was, "We want to improve people." That's a real dangerous thought. <laughs> yeah. That's In general, I come away <laughs> from, from writing about this subject that when you set out to improve people, that can get real sticky. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So maybe improve yourself.
1: And then we. You know? And then we we you know we were given the cults by the editor that they wanted us to do, right? For the most part. But then we wanted to add a few other ones that we thought would fit in, like, you know, the Warren Jeffs, which we had written a book about. Um, James Arthur Ray, another interesting one that Steve had investigated. Are you familiar with James Arthur Ray in Sedona, outside of Sedona, Arizona? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah sweat vaguely. Lodge, sweat Lodge, yeah. yeah. I think three people
2: ended up dying, two or three, but he was a big you know, matinee idol on um, Oprah. You know, she promoted him heavily and other people well, as well. he
1: was well. featured in that very popular book, The Secret, that yeah. came out. Oh.
2: Yeah.
0: Wasn't it a secret
1: after he's that?
2: Educated. He's educated and was dealing with people with a lot of money. That weekend, as I recall, it cost $9,500 to do his weekend sweat lodge. And, you know, he's putting people in this, in this sweat lodge it's 122 degrees in there, and they're crying and gasping and saying they need to get out. And he's saying, no, just, you know, put more water on the rocks or, or <laughs> oh, those God. types of things. I mean, they ended up tough it out. Yeah, got to tough it out. Yeah. yeah. And so did he know what he was doing? Absolutely. He was creating a very successful business. It
0: was you know, awesome, making and, people miserable.
2: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And they died.
0: That's and then dumb. we
1: also include at the very end we we put a, a more contemporary one in called the Cult of Columbine, which we found very interesting because we did write and I mean we live here in Denver and and we are very familiar with the Columbine story because we you know our we went and visited the site shortly after that happened and and then you know bookended by the uh, Aurora Aurora theater shooting which happened you know also here very close to where we live so what we noticed in in the Aurora theater shooting, with it, there were this group of young people that would sit around outside of court or try to go into the courtroom with James Holmes and dress like him. And he had this strange little following. And then now the, the Columbine killers, Dylan and Klebold, they also have inspired young people to, you know, emulate them and try to uh, make the number larger. Uh, Of school shootings, and
2: a number of them have tried to unleash chaos. It hasn't really worked out. People have tipped them off. Yeah, but they were they were ready for you know quite a lot of destruction. So it it absolutely
0: uh, boggles my mind to what degree people will surrender their thought processes to someone whose thought processes are very unhealthy, said for the sake of belonging. This they could. Join the Boy Scouts and be safe. No, they can't do that either. But
1: but Dylan and Klebold and and James Holmes, these were sort of like anti-heroes to these young people. People that might have also experienced bullying in school or bullying on social media because... As our son explained to us in you know, our millennial son, that you didn't you didn't grow up the way I did, you know, with social media and, you know, the ability to be bullied on a large mass scale. If you're not if you're not the kind of you know jock type of personality in your school setting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we learned a lot from our son about what it was like to grow up with the Internet, with Y2K, with 9-11. You know, they yeah. just got bombarded with all this, you know, apocalyptic doomsday uh, dystopian type of um, entertainment, movies, everything, you know. And the
2: thing is, rural I mean, because you're, you keep kind of hitting on the same theme about thinking. There, I speak from, you know, where I come from, which was rural Kansas. Thinking was not valued. I mean, it was not an asset. And this is in the 50s and 60s, but, you know, in certain places, thought is really valued, critical thinking, investigation. And these may sound like banalities, but if you grew up in that culture, it's, it's very, very anti-intellectual. And if you stand out in that area, it can be very uncomfortable. Well, yes. So, you know, we don't, we're not, at that stage where, you know, we're, we're that highly educated or, or well, taught. no, the I United States can... is,
0: the United States has dropped considerably. We're number what number 35 in literacy in the world now. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. really, remember our founding fathers who weren't necessarily on a power trip said how an informed electorate is important to a democracy. Well, if we can keep these people uninformed and misinformed, we could really mess with them. and, I've noticed there is that anti-intellectualism, the anti-education, all those uh, educated people in their ivory tower with all their information. We can't pay any attention to them. And well, how I th- about
2: anti-science? Oh, that well, amazing! that one. one in the mix right now. So again, these strains are there, and they're not. They just don't lead to any sort of critical thinking. And you throw that in with emotional vulnerability. You know, the need for love, the need for approval, those fundamental things, you know, join our group, we will love you. Like Joyce says, we'll give you a family, we'll give you what you don't have. I mean, these are powerful attractors, and we just saw it again and again in, in writing about this subject.
0: Uh, it, uh, it's tragic. I mean, to me, it is so sad. I mean, these are, people, these are real people who join these things, real human beings with real lives and aspirations, and they wind up screwed up. I mean, if they survive this stuff, they come out of it a bit of a mess. I have a friend.
2: It's still hard hard to comprehend, that I'm I'm forgetting the exact number, but 918, I think, people killed themselves in Jonestown. I mean, he, you know, Jim Jones, he he put them through trials earlier. He said, I'm going to give you a drink, and it's poison. You know, and I want to see if you'll take it if you're that loyal to me. And they did it two or three times, and the people drank it. So they knew that when the day came, it was going to work. That's almost a 1,000 people. You know, many of them were not, not dumb people who were drawn into such a thing. It's very hard to comprehend.
0: There's also that element of being told there's this exclusivity.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's like belonging to a gang. You're right you're special, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm.
2: it's a strong pull. You yeah. have secret knowledge, you know, you have these things.
0: And well, if it's that important, it shouldn't be a secret.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. That's it. That's my motto. That's,
0: yeah. Yeah. What's the, the uh, we'll take the sheet off your face. It's a brand new day. We want to see who you are. Uh, if you're in the clan, this, uh, uh it, it's that thing of, well, they say the two temptations that face all religious bodies, whether they're man-made or God-made or whether you cooked it up in your basement, are the temptations of exclusivity and finality. We're the only yeah. ones who have the truth and nothing comes after us.
1: Yeah. It all yeah. stops There's here. That's a way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. We should have
1: interviewed, well, we interviewed both for
3: the book. <laughs> oh, and and the,
2: thing, the thing is, that, you know, People like Burl, and us. I mean, at least speaking for us. I mean, we write these books to try to understand more. It's really not about blood and gut. You no. know, people think that when you say true crime, and you know all of that. But you just keep trying to understand why human beings are so destructive, yeah. and it's an never-ending quest.
0: <laughs> well, Jack Jack Olson, who was a great true crime writer and a wonderful yep. person, we didn't be- know Superman. We, yeah, that's Jimmy Olsen, Superman's <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Uh But Jack and all but we became very good friends towards the end of his life. Of course, we didn't, neither one of us knew it was the end of his life. But as he said, you're writing true crime. He says, anything that doesn't quest to understand, it just says the blood and gut stuff is pornography. It's got to yeah. be about why, what, how,
1: you know. Right and this the, is crime porn you know like food porn but crime porn yeah, yeah it's the why it's the why that drives you
2: mm-hmm. you know how does BTK go out and strangle these women go home to his wife and kid sit down and eat dinner and
0: well everybody's you know. gotta have a hobby
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is extreme
0: yeah that is that is extreme well Robert Lee Yates who's of course a model prisoner now at the same prison where he used to be a corrections officer, Washington State Penitentiary. Who? What's that? Our time. Oh, that's the end of the show? Goodbye. <laughs> 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 What's the name of your book? Killer Cults. The Killer the Cults. cults. Oh, nice, By Stephen and Joy Singular. The duality in Singular. <laughs> Thanks. We'll do it longer next time.
3: <laughs> hey, Pearl.
0: Yeah. Magic Man Allen the Demons of Decadence, live with the Lightning Up Loud. The Baha'i Faith. Good deeds, nice people, and a history of being persecuted, abused, and insulted. Let's face it, not everybody appreciates the teachings of the Baha'i Faith. The Baha'i Faith encourages racial unity and interracial harmony, so racists don't like it. The Baha'i Faith upholds the equality of women, so sexists don't like it. The Baha'i Faith proclaims the harmony of science and religion. So these superstitious don't like it. And because the Baha'i faith teaches that tolerance and love are the very foundations of a healthy community, extremist fanatics don't like it. So if you're a racist, sexist, superstitious fanatic, chances are you won't like the Baha'is at all. But if you have an open mind and a kind heart, hey, call us. You sound like a Baha'i already. For more information on the Baha'i faith, simply look in the phone book under Baha'i, B-A-H-A apostrophe I.